Right, I want to start uh, this next conversation by thanking our two guests for their patience because they were actually meant to be talking to us this time last week when, of course, uh, the court judgment uh, uh, overtook the bulk of the second part of the show. So very, very grateful that they've agreed to hold over the conversation. And it's going to revolve around the importance of hearing aids. I was really interested to read some coverage in British media fairly recently about a recent study that has looked into the impact of wearing hearing aids. And it goes deeper than the obvious part of being able to hear properly. We know that hearing has obviously massive input on things like the ability to acquire language in childhood and a child's ability to cope at school. But the study went further than that. It actually suggests that wearing a hearing aid can slash the risk of premature death by as much as a quarter. And it's not just about being able to hear the car that's coming to knock you over. It speaks very deeply to the importance of the social connection that hearing enables. We thought we'd delve a little bit deeper into that topic and it's a great pleasure to welcome back to the show Dr. Martin Young, who is an ear, nose and throat specialist who works between Neisner and Cape Town, as well as his colleague Milani Defratis, who is an audiologist and speech pathologist, also based in Neisner. Thank you both for being prepared to hold over the conversation and welcome to the show. Thank you. Many thanks. Good to Thank have you with us. Martin, this, the study suggested that people with hearing loss are as much as 24% less likely to die early if they wear a hearing aid. And it's not just about physical safety issues. It's about mental and, and emotional reasons as well. Can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, so, so my first, first feeling when I read that was that this is probably Daily Mail clickbait. <laughs> And uh, really, it uh, didn't really ring true. But I went online and I picked up the the original bit of research, which was published in the Lancet Journal, which mm. is a very reputable medical journal. They they don't make uh, many mistakes. And what it is, um, researchers in the USA. Uh, did a survey of 10,000 people that were registered in a national health survey from which they they found 2,000 people who had a range of hearing losses varying from mild, moderate to to severe. They then, they then found uh, 2,000 people who qualified for that. They then grouped those people into mild hearing loss, moderate hearing loss, and severe loss. They also grouped them into people who uh, did not wear hearing aids, uh, wore them infrequently, and then final group, people who who wore them properly, uh, meaning most of the time. And what they found was that the uh, people that people with, with hearing loss severe hearing loss, who wore hearing aids properly, they had this uh, significantly lower uh, risk of dying uh, dying on, on, a, on an earlier basis, mm. which is uh, really amazing. Uh, nobody uh, really anticipated finding that. What What is quite clear and there's, there's lots of research to, to back it is that if you have uh, hearing loss that is not looked after, your your risk of cognitive function decline, mm-hmm. uh, talking about de- dementia, goes up substantially later on in life. 
that is uh, no longer contested right. to the point that people now think that that uh, that, that that hearing loss is the the single biggest risk factor towards uh, uh, declining cognitive function in uh, people getting on in years. The largest factor is bigger than high blood pressure, it's bigger than smoking, it's bigger than the genetic issues, it's larger than uh, diseases like like, uh, diabetes. And that really is something which screams to people that they, they need not to ignore hearing function as part of their general health screening, getting on in life. That's really significant. Thank you. And for pointing that out, I'd not heard before just how significant a risk factor it was. Milani, let me bring you in here as the audiologist and speech pathologist. Thank you so much for joining the conversation this afternoon. I mean, perhaps it's worth just taking a moment to to elaborate a little bit more on, on the difference a hearing aid can make. Uh, uh, Martin has there referenced the importance of holding on to cognitive function, but you, you obviously work with this in your, in your daily life and practice. Can you elaborate a little bit more on on what is different in somebody who has had access to a hearing aid versus somebody who has either not had access or perhaps chosen not to wear one for whatever reason. What, what differences might you notice? I always explain it um, as if if you stop using any part of your body, it won't take long before it weakens. Mm. So it's very true for your auditory system as well. If you're not hearing optimally or getting regularly auditory stimulation for both ears, the process of sound diminishes over time and it becomes more difficult to recover. So as uh, Dr. Young now mentioned about the risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease, there's other consequences as well. Um, I see it it has a big influence on your increase of mental load. Mm social isolation and depression because you're not following a conversation you're isolating yourself more and more um, without even knowing it poor balance and full related issues Um, conversations are even harder to follow listening takes more effort and it's a mental load increase for hearing Hmm. so all of that has a big influence if you're not wearing a hearing aid um and, and I think family members usually need to be on the lookout because they are the first people realizing that um, the person is actually isolating themselves more and more yeah. and not joining in in the conversation. So, Milani, I mean, are there any people who that, uh, well, of course there are, but how regular is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, regularly do you encounter those who are resistant to the very concept of wearing a hearing aid, either because they fear stigma or they don't like the idea yeah. of sort of confronting the fact that their hearing mm-hmm. has deteriorated? Is that something that you've got to fight quite hard against in your practice? Yes, yes, definitely. There is a lot of stigma around wearing hearing aids, a lot. And um, I usually see it takes people five to ten years, actually, mm-hmm. to come back if they were resistant um, the first time and decided I'm not going to get hearing aids now. Then it's, it, it's good to come back, obviously, and to be fitted then. But the process then of adjusting to a hearing aid is a lot more difficult because of that auditory stimulation that did, that did not happen for quite a few years. So then they might just 
I always do a speech test here where we just get an idea of what is the brain doing with incoming sound, speech words. And um, at a stage, that is where the process with the brain, the processing change. So it becomes more and more difficult. And then if we fit them, that's those typical people who would say, I'm wearing the hearing aid, and, but, but I'm not making sense of what's being said. It all sounds distorted. It comes back to the brain. The brain not able to process certain sounds because they were in stimulation for several years. Yeah. That's also hugely significant. So what mm. you're saying is you mm. ignore it at your peril, Milani. What you know that uh, mm. if you've got a family member who you're aware needs help mm. like this and is resisting mm. it, it's really important to try harder, to try hard yeah. to convince them. Milani, is there ever a point at which it's just too late to make an intervention with a hearing aid? That so much <laughs> of that sort of brain practice, if I can call it that, has been lost that it's too late to recover it. I would say there's always something that can be done. If it's then going cochlear implant, implant route, there's always a way. Um, I had last week, I fitted a 99-year-old patient for the first time with hearing aids. And just that instance of making a difference, suddenly to start to be able to take part in conversations made a huge difference. So mm. I would say it's, it's never too late, but sooner is much better than later. Okay. Assuming you act on it, yeah. Milani, an interesting question in on the WhatsApp line mm. from one of our, or comment rather, from one of our, uh, mm. our listeners that you might like to respond to. She writes, my daughter has been hard of hearing since she was two. Mm. She's now 50. She went to a school for the hard of hearing until high school. Mm. Unfortunately, does not have a medical aid and simply cannot afford mm. to buy a hearing aid. Mm. She does find it very difficult to understand some people and it was even more difficult during COVID with the wearing of masks, something we've heard over and over again. Mm. Milani, the comment about the affordability of hearing aids uh, is a very significant one. Do you maybe want to talk a little bit more about uh, about that? Yes. So there is always help. So if you don't have a medical aid or you don't have the funds to purchase hearing aids, um, we one can apply for hearing aids via government sector. So it just depends on where, where you live. You go mm-hmm. to your hospital clinic, there's all over, like um, audiologists that will help and then you will be fitted with hearing aids. Children always take preference yeah. but adults will also be helped there's, and there's always outreaches as well. You will start, if you don't have the funds, start at your local clinic or local hospital and do a hearing test and they will refer you then to, well, to the audiologist or say you need a hearing test and they would refer you to the audiologist working in government sector. So there's always help. You don't need to have a medical aid or you don't need to have the funds available. We, we're able to help even if, if you don't have those funds or medical aid at all. Thank you so much for that reassurance. Hearing aids themselves have have come on so far. I think back to my best friend in primary school uh, had very um, severely impacted hearing as a result of uh, childhood ear infections, and her hearing aids were were huge and very noticeable. Um, I remember always, you know, the way she styled her hair, etc., was a thing of how to hide them. Milani, I look at what uh, many of the older people I know today wear, and they're barely noticeable if the, if you can see them at all. Do you want to maybe just spend a minute or two telling us about the developments mm. in the technology? Yes, so there has been big changes with hearing aids um, due to stigma. A lot of people say, um, 
I'm young, I don't want to wear hearing aids. People are going to think I'm very old and I don't want people to see it. So there's different styles of hearing aids. You will have hearing aids that will fit completely in the canal, which is invisible. Depending on your hearing loss, we'll decide if you are a candidate for that. Then you have RICS that fits behind the ear. That's, I would say, the most popular one currently because it will work for majority of hearing losses. And that's just a small unit behind the ear with a wire going in the ear. And you have your BTEs, which is bigger if you have a very profound hearing loss with a mold in the ear. Technology-wise, they've also changed significantly. Some of these hearing aids now have all of them, the latest technology, have AI. So it analyzes your environment. Some companies even have step counters. Um, there's <laughs> just, um, all of them works, work with apps now. So you can adjust with your phone, making it louder, softer, streaming phone calls. So um, it's, it's a bit more, I would say, user-friendly, making it part of your daily life, not just an aid at the back. You can incorporate it into your, when you exercise, just to actually motivate people to wear it all the time and not take it off. That's really encouraging. Thank you. Just for those who might have come in late to the conversation, our guests on the line talking about the importance of hearing aids, audiologist and speech pathologist, pathologist Milani De Freitas and ear, nose and throat specialist Dr. Martin Young. Martin, I'm going to throw the next question back to yes. you if I may, because one of our listeners, Ivan, is asking whether hearing aids can help with tinnitus. Yes, it's a great question. Now, now, there's a wide range of causes of causes of tinnitus and it's one of uh, my responsibilities as a specialist in people who who come to me with Mm -hmm. tinnitus is to work out whether it's a whether it's a cause which is treatable which can be be uh, taken away or whether it needs uh, needs funny things like brain scans and that yeah. or whether it's the common wear and tear tinnitus and uh, the worst thing people who have tinnitus do is they focus upon it they they concentrate on it trying to listen to it yeah. which just makes it uh, worsen uh that's the way that one one's uh, hearing mechanism works when you focus your attention your your hearing it gets uh, louder upon the the subject so really in an effort to get people not to concentrate upon their tinnitus or not to focus on it the 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 fact is that uh, hearing aids bring in better quality sound so you're getting better quality sound that you're noticing, which masks it. And then most models nowadays, uh, they will have some some uh, tinnitus program or function that will let you listen to a noise which is more relaxing than uh, listening to tinnitus. So, for example, beach noises or river flowing noises or wind blowing in the trees. Noises, so so uh, they are really useful and helpful. But they're they're most useful, most helpful in the hands of a specialist combination uh, between the audiologist and the 
your nose and throat doctor. And we've been very lucky to have that combination with us this afternoon. Our sincere thanks to you, Dr. Martin Young, ear, nose and throat specialist and Milani DeFreitas, audiologist, speaking to us there from Nisen. And we really appreciate your input this afternoon. I can see from the number of uh, WhatsApp streaming in that this is a subject we're going to have to delve into in greater detail at a later date because there is a huge amount of interest. I want us just to finish, though, with a voice note that has come through, I think, responding to the question of stigma and difficulty convincing some people to wear the hearing aid that can be life-changing let's take a listen to that i i also have a hearing aid and mine you can't barely you cannot see it all because it's inside of my ear and it was a bit expensive but i have a medical aid and they paid for it and in the week i'm a teacher so i saw this girl and she didn't want to put on on a hearing aid so i told her listen put it on and it was the cutest hearing aid with a see-through earpiece and she can barely see it and she got it for free at, uh, at the government. So there is options, yes. So you don't need to have money or medical aid. Well, thank you so much for that encouraging feedback and also thank you for being a good role model to that little girl um, and encouraging her to wear hers because we know for children in particular, it, it is so crucial to their ability to acquire language, to cope in the schooling system and so much more. So thank you very, very much. Thank you again to our guests, uh, Martin and Milani, for their input and thank you all for the response. Uh, certainly a conversation to be continued.